if you think um, that you just came for a cute little Mother's Day service, welcome to Celebration, where the Spirit rules and reigns. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I could jump out of my skin right now. The Holy Ghost is so thick in this place. And I just want to encourage you, get out of your Mother's Day mindset. Get out of that. It's not a bless you day on your forehead. You came to the wrong place. Because let me tell you, Mama Bear did not come for a little bless me service to go home. I want Jesus, Don. I want more of Jesus today than I've ever had. I want the very creative breath of God spoken over these women over my life today. You ain't going to get a bless me service. You're going to get the fire God service. But I do want to say, uh, uh, I do want to acknowledge and say happy Mother's Day. I do. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms. Happy Mother's Day to those that have lost babies. Happy Mother's Day to those that weren't able to have babies of their own. All of us as women mother someone. You know, my eight-year-old hates the fact that her friends call her the mother friend. But even at eight, right, we can mother. And so we acknowledge that, and we, we see you, and we thank you. You know, women are nurturers by nature. It's how we're created in his image. But we're not just nurturers by nature. If you look at women throughout all of the ages, we're warriors. We're warriors in Christ. We're warriors. We will go out and fight the battle for our babes any day of the week, and we'll love them through it. But boy, are we warriors. And I look through scripture and I look at the women of the Bible and even Mary, the mother of Jesus, had her sweet little baby moments as she taught baby Jesus how to walk. But by golly, she was there whenever he was beaten. She was there whenever he was killed on our behalf. And she was there in the upper room. She tarried. She waited for the promise. You know, Luke, in Luke, uh, no, in John 16, Jesus tells the disciples, he says, I have to go. It's for your benefit. It's for your benefit that I go. Because if I go, I'll send you another helper. I'll send you another one just like me. And you know what his job is? His job is to convict you of sin. Whoa! It's for your benefit. How many of you don't like to be told you did something wrong? Don't raise your hand now. I'm a rule follower. I don't like it either, okay? But when the Holy Ghost begins to move upon us and begins to convict us, it's a good thing. Jesus says it's for our benefit. It's for our benefit because he's pointing us to the Father. He's telling us and teaching us about the heart of the Father, the character of our Father. We are made in his image. We were made to bring him glory. And so the Holy Spirit is for our benefit. 
let's take a look at what Jesus also said about the Holy Ghost. In Matthew 3.11, he says, I indeed baptize, this is John, I indeed baptize you with water into repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Our Christianity is not this pretty. Bless you on the top of your head and go on your little way, sweet pea. No, no. It's, it's, a, it's a religion of relationship with the living God that desires fullness in our life. It's a, it's a relationship that inquires a little bit of messiness. How many of you know the best relationships in our lives aren't seen through, through um, rose-colored glasses? The best relationships in our lives are, the, lives are the ones that are real, that are truthful, that are nitty-gritty, right? That we work through the problems of life. Our relationship with Jesus is the same way. He loves us too much to leave us the way that we are. He loves us too much to leave us in our own pride and our own sin and our own filth. And he comes not only to save us, but to baptize us in the Holy Ghost and fire. So today I want to take a look at what fire does. The fire of the Holy Ghost is either going to purify us or destroy us. Hence, salvation in Christ will be purifying for the true Jews who accept him as Messiah or destructive for those who reject him. You ever notice that people either run to Christ or they run as far away from him as possible? When we run to Christ, the fire of the Holy Ghost burns within us, purifying us, refining us making us more into his image. We see in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost that there appeared to them as in tongues of fire that sat upon each one of them. How would you like to be sitting in church today and just see the fire God? I'll take it. But it wasn't just a pretty little. It was a purifying fire. It was a fire that was not only about to change their lives, but change all of history. Malachi 3 says, Behold, I'll send my messenger, and he'll prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he's coming, says the Lord of hosts. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He'll purify the sons of Levi and urge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering of righteousness. Are you that offering of righteousness today? I just ask, just close your eyes wherever you are. And if you're free to do so, just lift your hands and allow the Holy Ghost to come to you today. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right where you are. Receive the fire of God right where you are. Let it begin. Let it begin as simple little tongues on the top of your head, but let it begin to burn. Let it begin to burn. The refiner's fire is coming today. 
The fire of the Holy Ghost is coming today. To prepare the way for you. To prepare the way for you. Lord, I pray today that as we sit in this service, that your Holy Ghost would burn a fire in our bellies. It would forever change us. It would forever empower us to live a life worthy of you. That we would offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice today. A living sacrifice. No more dreaming it. No more wishing it. But stepping into it in you, Lord. Someone saying, lady, what are you doing? It's not by power. Listen to my words. It's not by power. It's not by might. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by power. It's not by might. But it's by my spirit. You see, when Jesus said that I have to go because it's so imperative, that I send you the helper. This is the helper. This is the helper walking the aisles today, overshadowing you. Because the, the Holy Ghost that's here right now, right now, that's revealing himself to you, is also the one that is going to lead you into all things in Christ Jesus. Your pastor can't walk with you in the streets. Your pastor, your Bible study leader doesn't sit with you at the, at the table, the dinner table at night. Your small group members don't go to work with you. But the Holy Ghost can. But the Holy Ghost can. You see, my job as a preacher, our job is not just to get up here and teach some pretty little message that you can say check mark our job is to preach Christ and him crucified our job is to bring you into fullness in him and I can't do that if you don't know him I can't do that if you don't know his presence but if I can lead you into his presence if I can introduce you into the Holy Ghost he'll go with you all the days of your life You'll go to buy that crack rock. Yeah, you heard me. And the Holy Ghost will burn in your belly. And you'll run away from that dealer like you've been in track your whole life. Somebody in this place has an anger issue. The next time you go to raise your fist to somebody, the Holy Ghost 
is going to be all in, in your face. And I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm saying that to love you. Because when you raise your fist in that moment and you see the Holy Ghost in your face, you'll never be the same. God's changing you right now. Right now, he's changing you. Right now, he's purifying you. Right now, he's doing the work. And that's going to be the fruit of this moment. That moment when you raise your fist to hit one more time. And you drop it and fall to your knees will be the fruit of this moment. You thought you were just getting up to go to church today. But today, in this moment, God's delivering you. He's setting you free. That's why we take a long time in worship, people. That's why we wait upon the Lord. Can you hear him today? Wait upon me. Are you waiting in the upper room? Are you going to be one of the hundred? Are you part of that 500 that said, ah, Bob Evans is calling. i got to go feed my flesh. Are we going to wait upon the Lord for the baptism in the Holy Ghost? The fire is a cleansing fire. In Malachi 3 and verse 2, it says, Who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launder's soap. He'll sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He'll purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Oh, is he purifying you today? You know, I can still remember the day that I cried out to the Lord for the first time, God, make me a holy woman. Just make me a holy woman. You see, I saw myself in filth. I saw who I was. I knew I was nasty. I knew I was mean. I knew I was ugly. But I'd seen the Lord Jesus. Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen him in all of his holiness? Have you seen him in all of his beauty and his saving power that he hung on a tree for you? That he loved you so much that he endured the cross? the very wrath of man. I saw Jesus. Lord, Lord, would you make me a holy woman? I don't care what people think. I don't care what they say. I'm not trying to impress men. But Lord, Lord Jesus, would you make me a holy woman? I didn't know what that meant. You see, for me, that was a nun and a habit. That was a woman with no makeup. That was a pastor's wife with a bun. And she was real quiet, and she played keys. Ah. I didn't get that memo, Mandy. I mean, I didn't get it. Women weren't allowed in ministry at that time of my life. And in that, that, that denomination, weren't allowed. I had no clue. But you know the vision that I saw? I was with a woman, a friend. And we were old, like old, old, like a hundred. Bob, I'm going to outlive you, Bob. Yeah. 
and we were sitting on our porch and there's kids playing in the yard with toys and we're sitting in our chairs and we're talking about all the things, all the things of God we've seen. And I knew in that moment it was less about some kind of stature, but about the life lived with Christ. Are you living with him? Are you walking with him? Because if I'm living in the spirit and I'm walking in the spirit, then he's refining me. Every day of my life, purifying me. You see, it doesn't matter how much I try to put on religious things and do what others around me do. It's about what's in my heart. It's about what's in our minds. It's about what comes out of us whenever we're poked and we're bruised and we're crushed. What's coming out of you? Because look, I'm leaning in. I'm pressing in. I'm allowing the fire of the Holy Ghost to come. Mike, I don't care how ugly he shows me I am. Because if he shows it to me, he's going to remove it from me. If he reveals it to me, he's going to do it in me. So lean into the fire. Lean into the cleansing. Allow him to purify. And look. For all my little dainty friends out there, it is not a good thing if he's not refining you. So if he hadn't been revealing things to you that's ugly, you might want to press in today. Just, you know, that's free. That's free in case you wanted it. He's also illuminating in his fire. In Psalm 78, 14, it says that in, in the daytime, he also led them with a cloud. And at night, with a light of fire. He'll guide your path. The word says that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The word is Christ and Christ himself. The Holy Ghost is another one, just like the first one. So if we'll allow him, he'll light our path. We don't have to wonder, should I go here or should I go there? I wonder if this is a good idea. But as we press into him, he's lighting that path. Stay under the fire. Stay under the fire. Stay under the guiding of the Holy Ghost and fire. Scripture tells us that a man can make his plans in the heart, but the Lord directs his paths. So if you can plan all day long, but you stay in the presence of God. You walk in the Spirit of God. You abide in Him and allow Him to guide your path. Psalm 39.3 says that the Holy Ghost and fire gives us a passion for God. If we lack passion for Him, press in today. Press in today. It doesn't come because, look, I don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm going to be very passionate today. It's a fire shut up in my bones. I cannot help it. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. And then I spoke with my tongue. Are you burning within today? You know, that word musing, if you go read that whole psalm, he was sitting and thinking and contemplating. He was trying to be quiet, trying to keep it to himself. But as he mused, as he meditated, when's the last time we meditated upon the Lord Jesus Christ? 
When's the last time we took scripture and chewed it up? As I meditated, as I mused, my heart was hot within me. Look, I've known for a month I was preaching today, and I kept thinking, of, oh, Lord, i got to do some cute Mother's Day message. Lord, help me. And he kept telling me, no. And he showed me the Holy Ghost and fire. And the more that I sat and thought about it, and am I going to have to do some cute little Mother's Day thing, the more that it burned in my belly. The Holy Ghost and fire. If you will just stop, turn it off. And just think about the Lord. Just think about it. He'll burn a fire in your heart. You ever met someone and they cannot help but talk about Jesus? I'm not talking about religious folk. How are you today? I'm blessed and highly favored. How about you? But ever little, 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 little. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, hey, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Can I tell you what Jesus showed me this morning? I mean, I woke up, and it was as if when I opened up my shades, the Holy Ghost was shining in my house. And let me tell you, you ever met those people? Because they might be thinking about Jesus. And he burns hot within us. It's not up to you and I to make ourselves be on fire for God. It's not up to us, Mike, to decide we're going to be a great Christian today. It's up to us to position ourselves. Position ourselves for the Holy Ghost. Position ourselves for Jesus to come. He's like a fire shut up in my bones because I meditate upon him, because I muse about the things of God, and he burns within me. And that leads us to Jeremiah 20, the zeal of God. Then I said, I'll not make mention of him. I'm not going to speak his name anymore. <laughs> but his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was wearing of holding it back and I couldn't hold it back anymore. Is he a fire shut up in your bones today? If he's not, have you been with him lately? Have you been with him this week? Because when I've been with my Jesus, it's a fire shut up in my bones. I can't but help have something coming on out. He's the Holy Ghost baptizer, and he's coming to you today. Let him come and baptize you once again. Let him come burn fresh within you that you might have a fire shut up in your bones. Y'all, my eight-year-old, she met Jesus right here again on Palm Sunday, on Good Friday, and by golly, she wish she's got a fire in her bones. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know? We don't hold altar calls to be cute, if you haven't noticed. They're kind of controversial today. They make the religious very upset. If you need an example, just ask. We had some last week. Y'all so cute.
But when the Holy Ghost comes and meets you, when you come up to the altar and you're not coming for a bless me, Pastor, but you're coming to meet with the baptizer and the Holy Ghost. You're coming to meet with the one who saved your soul. You're coming to meet with the one that equips and empowers you to live a life you couldn't live before. Something inside of us changes. Something inside of us changes. And by golly gee whiz, that little eight-year-old is crying every week because she's got to get the message out. She's got to get the message that's in her belly out. She's got to tell her friends, but mom, if we could just live it, if it could come alive, we'll never live the same. Is it burning a zeal inside of your heart? The fire comes with power. In 1 Kings 18, 38, it says that then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Do you need a miracle today? They needed a miracle right there in that passage if you know that scripture. Do you need a miracle today? Because the Holy Ghost comes with power. He comes with power. He comes to do that which we couldn't do without him. <laughs> he comes and he assimilates change. Man doesn't really like change, but it's so good for us. Ezekiel 1.13 says, As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. Whew. Could you imagine? So consumed that when people see us, they see burning coals of fire. Like the appearance of torches going back and forth amongst the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went lightning. That's what's happening to Teresa and Paula today. He's assimilating change in them. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. The fire of God comes straight from heaven. Straight. Straight from heaven. From the throne of God. live in the place you've always lived. All of a sudden, those things that were spoken years before, that's very scary, is a must today. And it's as if lightning comes out of you and you just begin to run and you just begin to go. And this isn't just for these two women. There is senior saints. And by senior, I'm not talking about age and numbers. I'm talking about where you are in Jesus. That there are senior saints sitting in this place today. That God has spoken things to you. He has met with you. He has anointed you. And you have sat on your tush. 
And it is time today to allow the fire of the Holy Ghost to assimilate change in you. That you are a royal priesthood. You are called. You are anointed. You have the power of God on the inside of you. It's time for you to rise up and lay hands on the sick and see them healed. I'm not talking about the Lord saith. I'm talking about you stand up and you say, rise and walk. Take up your mat and walk. It's time for you to rise up and look at the lost and say, I don't know what you have been a-doing, but I'm going to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ and where you're heading from here. It's time to look at your family and say, no more. You will not do drugs in my house again. This is the house of the Lord. It's time to rise up, church. It's a day of his power. It is time to rise. He's assimilating change change in you change it's a baby step he comes and he does it and now paula's gonna have to stand up and walk it so will you it's time stop saying you can't Stop saying you're broken. Stop saying your season's hard. Get over yourself. Your situation is not bigger. Your situation is not bigger than the blood of the Lamb. He came and defeated sin and death for you and I, that you and I would live an abundant life in Christ, an abundant life. It's not a life that we go and we make happen. It's a life that we step into by faith. And as we step into it by faith, we step into the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We come, he consumes every part of us. If you keep saying, but my problem, you're letting your problem be bigger than Jesus. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm all about bellying up to the table. Y'all know me. Belly up. Admit the problem. But you don't sit in it, people. We don't sit in it. We sit in Jesus. We sit in heavenly places. We take our position in the kingdom. Jesus. Y'all like your Mother's Day message? Next Mother's Day, we're either going to be completely packed or completely empty. I'm going for packed. The fire of the Holy Ghost provides a protection. It's a place of safety. As much as it's a place of purification, and I get that it can be scary, but it's a place of safety. Zechariah 2.5 says, For I, says the Lord of hosts, will be a wall of fire around her, and I'll glorify, I will be the glory in her midst. The fourth man's in the fire with you. I can go through anything. I can walk through anything because I know who walks with me. Do you know that he's walking with you? You know how you, know how you begin that? You just begin to acknowledge it. Lord, I am scared. That's the belly up part, right? I am scared to death. I don't want to do this, Jesus. What if they bite? But 
it. I know that word says that you're a wall of fire around me. And if you're a wall of fire around me and you will be glorified in me, then I'm going to do it. And I'm scared to death, but I'm standing on your word. So show me that wall of fire. Show me your protection. Show me your glory. If you ask him, he's faithful to do it. If you seek him, he's faithful to be found. If you knock, he's faithful for the door to be open. But you got to ask. You got to believe. You got to be willing to walk in it. And he'll come like a wall of fire. You know how awesome it is to be able to pray that prayer over people and watch as the confidence and the surety comes when they know the presence of God has come. Ask him and he'll come. He's a wall of protection. Acts 19.19 19 shows us that he consumes the old life. You know, when I got born again, y'all, most of y'all know my testimony. I was wild. I was crazy. God bless my parents. Um, Man, I got introduced to drugs and alcohol in college, and I, as wild as I am for Jesus, I went for it in the world, and it was ugly. And at the same time that I got born again, this guy, he ended up being my pastor, got born again, and he was wild. He was absolutely wild on the streets, um, and he immediately went into Bible college. He immediately went into ministry, and he worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and I always thought, well, God, I'm called into the ministry. Why is it like, is it not happening like that for me? Is something wrong with me? Should I be a little quieter? Should I satisfy those women that want me to be quiet? No. And you know what he began to show me? That my therapy, that I needed therapy, and that my therapy was his presence. That my therapy was his presence. And, you know, 20-some-odd years later, I'm still in the ministry. I think I'm doing pretty good. But I had to let that fire purge the past. Maybe some of you today need to recognize that your place of purging, your place of healing isn't reading every Help Me, Help Me book, right? But it's right up here at the altar. What he can do at the altar is more than he could do in any therapy office for 20 years. But we have to step up to the altar. And so Acts 19.19 19 says that also many of those who'd practiced magic brought their books together and they burned them in the sight of all and they counted up the value and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. And they did this in the physical. And some of you <clears throat> might need to go cleanse your house today. You might need to go get rid of some DVDs. You might need to go get rid of some books. And don't tell me you just think it's cool and it's interesting and it kind of makes you, you know, I mean, it's very thought-provoking. And I just like to figure it out. No. No, no. Remember the Holy, Holy Spirit, the one that baptizes you, right? The Holy Spirit and fire. And his job is to come and convict you of sin. Consider the Holy Ghost here convicting you and get rid of it, the dark magic. Get rid of the sorcery right? Purge it. Just get rid of it. Let him burn it up. And as you get rid of it in the natural, watch as he comes and he burns within you. Burn something new within you. Do you think I liked getting rid of my thousands of dollars of DVDs and CDs? Because it was way back then. It might have been VHSs. Um, no, I didn't like it. I had no idea what I was doing, people. None. But all I knew was I couldn't watch them snort cocaine on a movie again. 
I couldn't watch them do something that might trigger me. Are you hearing? So if you're watching stuff that's cursing left and right, if we're watching stuff that's having sex outside of marriage, if you're watching filthy things on the internet, come on somebody, you got to get rid of it and allow the Holy Ghost to consume it. You don't stop looking at porn because you woke up and decided, I think I'm going to be morally sound today. That's a great idea. I didn't stop smoking pot because I didn't think it was fun anymore. I loved it. I stopped smoking pot because Jesus became more appealing than the weed did. We don't stop being prideful and looking down our noses at the woman preacher because we're so holy. We stop judging because we've seen Jesus. Do y'all hear me? It's a relationship. It's revealed. But we have to be willing in that moment to lay it down. You want to me to tell you a story? Lord bless my husband for always trusting me up here. <laughs> you know, when we moved here, it was, it was 100% God. Before I ever met Zach, I had a vision of me and my husband. I did not know Zach Prosser existed. And we were holding hands, and the Lord told me that, my, that I didn't have a ministry without the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And that my ministry wouldn't be fulfilled until we walked, walked it together. And that the fire of God would be in our bellies, and the breath of God would be in our mouths. And that our, our call was to awaken the dead in the church. And so when we came to Akron, Ohio to Celebration Church at 688 Dan Street to a dying church that was very religious, God knew what he was doing. And man didn't like it. And even though man voted us in almost unanimously, one of the people that voted for us in, it was all yay gung-ho to the Prossers, said, man, Pastor Heather, I think he actually called me Heather, man, Heather, never thought I'd sit underneath the woman. And you know, with your past and stuff, you remind me, and he was very religious in doing all this, of this hooker that I met one time. Now let me tell you what the problem with that is, as we all laugh. Now this, I'm being serious. I just upset some people, I'm so sorry, but just forgive me and open up your ears. The problem with that is he was hearing my past and he was judging my past. Let me tell you that just because I did drugs and didn't live for life wonderfully, and Zach got born again at three and preached his first message at 14, does not make him holier than me. He needed the same blood of Jesus that I need. And so wherever you are today, you need the same blood of Jesus that I and I need.
the same blood of Jesus that you. But what was the problem was in that moment, that particular person was judging me and couldn't even see his own filth that he had met the prostitute. Do you hear what I'm saying? And I thought, you poor baby, you have no idea. And I had to see him week after week and had to preach to him week after week, knowing he's judging me and just asking, God, cover me with your glory, Jesus. But there came a moment where he met. He met the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He met the baptizer and he repented. And, he, and it wasn't about repenting to me. It was about repenting to God for who he was. And he's forever changed. Is that your story? Let me tell you another little story. I used to love, I used to take teams every week to the French Quarter. We'd go to the best place on earth, Teresa. We'd go to Devil's Den. And we'd just go out there and we'd have our guitars, Mike. I couldn't play. I just would bring one of y'all with me. <laughs> and we'd, we'd play, play the guitar and I'd bring a worshiper because you know, Grace, I can't do that. And we'd worship in Devil's Den and we'd attract everybody from all walks of life. And this one prayer, we just minister the gospel. We'd love on anybody that would listen. And it, was, it included our homeless friends. It was, they were my favorite people because they're not religious. And a lot of them would be veterans. This one guy was, he, he, man, his family didn't know he was on the streets. And he, his PTSD from the war was consuming him. And he couldn't work. He would get freaked out, and he couldn't sleep, and he, he was just red-eyed, and he's like, man, my eyes aren't red because of drugs. I can't sleep. Every time I close my eyes is what I see, and, and I, oh, man, I just cried with him, and I said, I don't know. I can't fix all that, but one thing I know is Jesus, and I know Jesus gives us peace, and I know Jesus guards our hearts, and he guards our minds, and Jesus will come to you today, and he'll cover you, and he'll comfort you, and, and I just shared Jesus, and I, can I pray with you, and, and as I began to pray with him, he went from this tense, I mean, like, I was afraid he was just going to, like, like a lion start roaring, he was so tense, and all of a sudden, in that prayer, you just feel the presence of God all over him, and he stopped with the tension, and he just loosened up into the point where he fell asleep, and I'm holding him, and he's sleeping on my shoulder, and he was homeless, and so he was dirty, and he was filthy, and he was stinky, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. I didn't care. And I just held him. And everybody kept worshiping. And I just held him and let him sleep. And, and I just kept praying over him and praying over his family. And we had people come and try to take him off of me. And we're cursing at him. How dare he? And we had to tell him, no, no, no. Don't take him. Jesus is ministering to him. See, religion wants to see the filth in everybody. But when we've met Jesus, when we've been with the Holy Ghost and fire, and he purifies us, we begin to see through Jesus' eyes. The filth of the world no longer exists for us, but we're now found new 
in Christ Jesus. A new way of thinking, a new way of acting, a new way of living. Are you living that new life? I'll give one more example before I move on. And Pastor Grace and the team, we can come up. I'll, I'll wrap up quickly. But one more example is we're, we're living in New Orleans, and Zach and I love, love to be downtown. And we love to be on Royal Street and walking around. And, and if you're not on the worship team, just chill. It's all good. And we'd walk the streets. And when you're in New Orleans, anytime you walk the streets, you could see homeless. Didn't bother us. We loved them, right? But we'd have friends from out of town come visit all the time. And we'd be walking down the streets, and what would, what would happen? Oh, wait, we need to go on the other side. Why? The, the store we're going to is up there. Yeah, but there's homeless people over there. When the Holy Ghost comes, he changes us. He changes what we see. He changes our reaction. Is he changing you today? In Luke 24, 32, talks about how he fuses us. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? You know, for those that have ears to hear today, as I've been preaching the word, The fire of God has been burning in you, fusing, fusing your spirit to his, drawing you in. To the religious, you're turned off and you're like, I don't want to hear her ever again. But to those who have ears to hear, he's fusing our spirits together in him. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to point us to the Father. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal all truth to us. Have you heard his truth today? 